Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 320 of the big show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Wednesday. A little late today, but we're here. Ah, it's hot, folks. Work's been busy. What can I say? We're all slave to the grind here. My favorite Skid Row album. There you go. But, how are you guys doing? Got a fun show today. Fun little show. We'll dive right in. I got, I got, I got some hockey cards from Dollarama. I know what you guys think. This guy goes to Dollarama a lot. I do go to Dollarama a lot. It's a small town. That's what can I say? What else are we doing for fun in a small town? But hit the Dollarama. Plus, they got old hockey cards. So how bad can the place be? Cheap drinks and a, and uh, old hockey cards. Does it get any better? Probably not. Uh, Nineteen ninety three Opeachy. We're gonna check those out. Uh, also. Who are the best fighters in the Hockey Hall of Fame? I have a list. Oh, look at this. I got Tim's attention. Top 10 best fighters that are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We'll look at that list. And I got Rapid Fire. Just wrapped up, actually, with Dan from New York. Danny Ski. Costa Forever. Yes. For those people that from the old message board days. So we're going to hear that. So let's, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get into it, all right? Um... Well, you know, I gotta start. Hey, I gotta, I gotta talk about the sponsors. You know, I gotta, you know, gotta pay the bills, keep the lights on around here. You know, as I said, remember the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 60 shows in the network. All the NHL teams have podcasts, multiple podcasts in some cases. So, whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. I'm on the original content creator side, along with uh, what a what a group. Hey, yeah, Jolton Joel Lazito, the Coliseum Chronicles. Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast. Jordan at Five in a Game. Oh, Terry Ryan. Yeah, we got to get a little Hollywood in there. Shorzy, T- Ted Hitchcock. We got TR in there. Yeah, what a group. Yeah. Jeez. Back to the wall. Keep your hand on your wallet. I'm telling you. Yeah. But, uh, well, like Lazito talking about getting a haircut. Did it, wasn't he talking about getting a haircut on this last episode? How does a bald guy get a haircut? That's what I want to Joe, whatever they're charging you, they're they're ripping you off. Yeah. Joe, somebody get... I know what I'm going to get Joe for Christmas. Remember them old Flobies? There, we'll do that. Uh, I'm going to date myself. I'll, I'll let you, the listeners, come up with what a Flobie is. Um, our, yeah, they're probably still big on Long Island, though. But uh, what are we going to talk about today? Well, why are we talking what we're going to talk about today? What we're going to talk about... Well, I guess I should also say with the Coliseum Chronicles... Um, Joe, tremendous back catalog. It's a New York Islander based podcast, but Joe's managed to move off the island, as he calls it, and uh, it doesn't have to be Islander players anymore. We, we've, you know, we're branching out. So you had Keegan Long on, and he is one of the actors from Shorzy, 
And uh, Joe's Hollywood now. It's like two Shorzy folks he's got on. Yeah, he's like Mary Hart. Yeah, if Mary Hart didn't have hair. But I'm really going with the bald angle here tonight. Holy. Um, what was I just saying? Oh, but uh, Keegan's one of the kids that uh, would, when he gets a penalty all the time, and Shorzy's the ref just giving it to him. Yeah, he's one of those guys. So, yes, check that out. But Joe also has a tremendous back catalog for Coda Gillies, all those cats from the Islander days. And uh, Joe does a great job. Um, also, Alec, the Fire for Fighting podcast, he just had, um, I know he, uh, well, I'll let him announce his latest episode, but his last one he put out was with Kurt from Hit Club Hockey, which is a merchandise, uh, it's a minor league merchandise, it's kind of like Violent Gentleman, but kind of like uh, minor league themed. So, uh, but it was an interesting story to hear that and uh, what they're doing, and Alec actually has merch through Hit Club Hockey. Hit Club Hockey, you need to start selling to Canada though, man, I'm trying to buy merch, I'm trying to get Alec some money. You know, it's it's hard times down there in North Carolina. I heard he's like friggin' value meal broke. So I'm trying to get him so he can take his wife out to Bojangles or the Piggly Wiggly or, I don't know, whatever those hot spots down in North Kakalaki are. So I'm trying to buy his shirt so he can get a percentage. So you gotta, you guys got to figure out how to ship to Canada. Always like, we, we don't know how to ship to Canada. Like we're, you know, I'm out in Mars somewhere or something. Are you kidding me? Come on. No, they do a great job, and it's cool that they, because uh, a lot of the proceeds go to, like, the minor league guys and stuff. They they help the boys out, so I'm down with Hit Club Hockey. I joke. I, I give them a hard time, but you do need to start shipping to Canada. Um, but, and also, well, J- Jordan at five in a game, he is busy out working. I think I work a lot. Holy, this guy. He's 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 from the marriage of Cape Breton, but he's out in Alberta working on the rigs. You know, we got got to make a living. So he uh, he is he is uh, away from podcasting right now, but he'll be back here in the fall. Sh- well, fall shortly. That's shortly, all right. Yeah, a couple months, and we're into. Oh, I don't even want to think of fall. I'm still. Well, it's like 33 out here today. I was sweating my ass off, but I'm just thinking. Yeah, like a month and a half, we'll be wearing you know hoodies and. Uh, looking up at the sky, but uh, yeah, Jordan will be back in Cape Breton, and uh, he will be back on a regular schedule in terms of podcasting, but uh, five in a game. In the meantime, check out his back catalog as well. All right, let's get into it. Well, first of all, I got to throw out a few things here. Um, Taylor, I know he's listening out there, just moved from Boston to Buffalo. I don't know, would some say that's like trading your house in for a tent, and a tent with a hole in it? I don't know. I got heat folks in Buffalo now. I'm going to talk about a cat from Buffalo here right away. But, no, I kid. I hope Taylor, I hope the move went well. Uh, And I'm going to have him on the show here. And Taylor is significant because I know a lot of people out there enjoy voting on the Twitter tournaments and everything else and the Bob Probert Invitational. That was actually Taylor's idea. Him and I were chatting one night on Twitter way back when, about five, six, seven years ago. I think we were both having some beers and whatever, and and uh, we were talking about March Madness or something came up, and Taylor was like, oh, you should do a bracket, but do it for hockey fighters we can vote on here on Twitter. And there it was born, folks. So there you go, the originator right there, the original. It's all his fault. I'm going to get him on here, though. And then Dr. Chris, who's out there, he's coming back from Africa on his, uh, on his science mission there, you know, with his big... Uh, you know, in his PhD and checking out the animals, taking pictures of elephants and uh, vaccinating jungle creatures and everything that he does out there. Uh, he is traveling back 40, oh, it's like 40 hours to get back to Wyoming. 
Can you imagine? I, I said, I take a flight to Mexico and it's five and a half hours and I was ready to jump out of the plane. 48 hours. No, I mean, obviously that's not airtime and all that, but I mean, you got to sit in airports. and I mean, that's, there's another exciting one. Yeah, sitting in airports for like eight hours. That's good times. Yeah, so safe travels, sir. And then Dr. Oh, then Chris, old Y2J, you guys know him from the message board. Oh, he figures he's going to, he's as he's taking a shower, he's going to work on the new dance steps. Down he goes. Busts his tailbone, wrist. I don't know, he's looking at the lights. Yeah. Looking like Troy Millett after Brad May got a hold of him. Well, I hope he's doing all right. You know, on Facebook there, he's all smiling. Who knows how much pain meds he's jacked up on, but he's... Guy Smiley there with his hand, arm in a sling with his broken wrist and everything else. He said he hit his head. I like That was the best part he could have hit was his head. If he had just stayed there, it would have been fine. But hopefully he's doing okay. I mean, I guess he can come on and do some rapid fire questions after, you know, the pain meds wear off. Because I've got a captive audience. He ain't going anywhere. So maybe we could do like 32 rapid fire questions. We'll have time. But seriously, sir, get, uh, yeah, got to get it some adhesive ducks for that tub floor, you know. Watch yourself. And then, uh, last but not least, well, and this, you know, we're serious here. This isn't jokes, but I saw on his, on his Facebook page, Bruce Ramsey, the rammer. Tough dude, man. Could you get this one? Cut off a couple toes mowing his lawn. Yeah. So don't wear flip-flops or you're mowing your lawn. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, ooh, I just got the shivers just thinking about it. So I, hopefully he's okay. I mean, you know, he's posting on Facebook and everything else, but, um, you know, and trying to stay positive about it, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a rough go. Um, but yeah, so hopefully all you cats out there don't injure, stop injuring yourselves. I hope you guys get better and, you know, bounce back, but that's, uh, that's, that's a rough D geez, we're on the DL here. That's not good, but, uh, yeah, how do I, how do, what do I do from that? Well, let's open, we'll open some hockey cards here and we'll on a brighter note, but, uh, Seriously, I hope you guys get better. That's 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 bad, man. It's rough. <clears throat> this is the this is the exciting portion of the show where it's an audio podcast, but we're going to open up hockey cards for a visual exercise. But uh, all right, who do we got for Murray Craven, Pat Conacher? I like the, this is old school, man. It's all yeah, they're all stuck together. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. Dmitry Karlanovov. Yeah, from the Bruins. Residing in the Where Are They Now files. Darcy Lowen. There you go. Saskatoon boy. I like Lowen, man. That dude ran around, hit everybody, hit like a truck. Patrick Kelberg. Who are these people? Ryan Bellows. Chris Luongo, the Ottawa Senators, and Pat, oh, there we go, Sean Antosky, I'm down with Sean Antosky, first round pick of the Vancouver Canucks, North Bay, big dude, um, you know, played a little bit in the NHL, I always liked Antosky, you know, you know, probably didn't really pan out, but, uh, I don't know, I was down. Never forget him in the IHL climbing the penalty box and fighting Steve Martinson. One of the one of the best video clips ever. Yeah, can you imagine doing that shit nowadays? You'd be suspended forever. But there we go. How exciting was that? Edge of your seat stuff here, folks. Um, 
Well, let, let, let's get into this. Uh, we'll get into this list and then we'll, we'll get in with, uh, with, with Danny and, and the rapid fire. But, uh, here we go. So this list is the top 10 fighters that are in the Hockey Hall of Fame. And, uh, as I always say while doing these lists, I, uh, do not open them ahead of time. So I'm discovering them with you, the listener. So then the reaction's more, uh, natural. So. All right, let's uh, click here. We'll uh, get it going. I have a few characters that send me lists over the years. Well, I mean, there was like every once in a while, like on some of the lists, obviously, I've back in the day, that's how I started them. Was I, I don't know, I think somebody had posted a list on a message board once, and I kind of, I did it for the show, and then I had a bunch of people get back to me. They're like, yeah, I really like that list. So I was like, hey, you know what? I should start doing lists. So I started doing a couple lists that I had met, you know. So then all of a sudden I had a couple guys that were listeners of the show. Basically just started sending me a whole bunch of lists. So all I would do is just like put them in a file and just be like, okay, well, when the time comes, I'm going to do a list. I'll pick one of these and, and away we go. So, and then I like, so obviously I hadn't read them ahead of time. So I'm like, okay, the reaction will be genuine and, you know, it'll be better. So that's what we're doing. So, all right. Uh, here we go, Hockey Hall of Fame established in 1943. Here are some of the toughest guys. Honorable mentions. Sprig Claycorn. Bad Joe Hall. Larry Robinson. All these players. And more. Not only were great all great players uh, statistically, but if you wanted to mess around, they could throw down as well. Alright, well, there we go. Um... Number 10, Eric Lindros. Well, okay, well, there you go. Eric Lindros starting it off. Um, in terms of, like, write-ups, they really don't have too much. Eric Lindros fought 37 times. That not much, didn't fight often, but when he did, was a was was a force. It could have, uh, if he had concentrated on it, could have probably been one of the best. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's always hard to say, I guess. Could have been one of the best. I mean, he had great, actually, if you want to watch a really good Eric Lindros fight, fight with Chris Simon. I always, I always point to that in terms of Lindros as a fighter. Granted, he didn't fight a lot. Um, obviously big and physical, of course, but, um, the fight with Simon, what it shows me, it, like, is his determination. Because he is actually kind of down and out in that fight. Simon's really taking it to him, and he comes back. And, uh, and that's against Simon, too. And there's some heavy shots landed. And that showed me a lot instead of like just, cause you know, superstar player, everything else could have ducked away and covered up or held on or seat belted or whatever. Cause he's certainly strong enough to do that. And, uh, instead he returned fire. So I don't, you know, and it wasn't some lengthy, you know, huge long fight, but it, to me, it just kind of showed something. And, uh, you know, he had great fights with like old line of McSorley. And, um, yeah, I mean, Eric was a tough guy, huge. I mean, strong, could hold out anybody, could, you know, so, I mean, he certainly could have fought anybody and like strength wise, at least, you know, that would have kept him in every fight. But, uh, yeah, probably it's, it, you know, obviously with the head injuries and everything else, I mean, you obviously don't want him fighting, but it's, uh, you know, it's, I always wish he had fought more. I, I would have, I'd love to see, um, more of his OHL stuff. Cause I know he, uh, of course the famous fight was Stoinoff. And, uh, you know, that's the fight everybody talks about at the time. Alex Stoinoff was kind of looked at, viewed as the kingpin of the Ontario Hockey League. And, uh, him and Lindros, I guess, went toe to toe one night. It was a really great fight. So, um, yeah, that, that would be a fight I'd love to see. And that is, I have a picture of it as this fight with Bonview and Bonview's in North Bay. I'd like, I'd like to see that fight as well. So, 
But uh, I need to get Pat Barton on this show. And uh, he's got some great, you know, not only did he play in the OHL at that time period, but uh, yeah, he has some great stories. So yeah, I'll have to get Pat on the show. Him and I have talked about it. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely get it, like to get him on. But uh, yeah, there we go. Eric Lindros, number 10. Uh, number nine. Oh, well, there you go. Battle of Billy Smith. Well, there you go. 476 minutes as a goalie, second only to Ron Hextall. Uh, multiple cups of the New York Islander, or the New York Islander dynasty. Was not afraid to battle Semenko, Mulvey, Lanny McDonald, and would fight his own battles. Uh, often, di- certainly dirty with his stick, but he could back it up with his fist. Yeah, man. I mean, Smith would, would get in there and fight people. I always like the fight with McDonald when he takes off all his stuff and like sets it up on top of the net and then waves off all his, uh, teammates and him and Lanny go at it. And, uh, you know, and yeah, he got into it with Semenko and, and yeah, I mean, I mean, Smith was vicious, man. I mean, uh, uh, who do you, he hit right below the eye. Who was, oh, Lindy Ruff. Yeah, he like butt-ended him right in the eye, and then Ruff just loses it and goes after him. And That was a real scary incident, though, for Lindy. I know that. Um, yeah, Billy Smith, man, bad dude. Then we got a goalie. I don't know if I'd put a goalie in front of Lindros, but all right. Okay, I'm down with you, sure. Um, number eight, Bobby Orr. 47 career fights, not only an all-star one of the best revolutionized the position, one of the best players of all time, uh, was not afraid to throw down and stick up for himself. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's not a lot of footage of Bobby Orr fights out there. The fights that are out there, you know, I, was he a great fighter? I, mean, I don't, I don't think I would go as far as to use the word great. Um, he, again, he'd stick up for himself. Absolutely. 47 career fights. Um, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times what I see with Orr is basically he would just kind of grab the guy and do the big leg takedown and then punch him when he was down. Like, you know, he'd kind of do the ground and pound thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, the fact that he's fighting. Um, actually, for a guy that good to do, be doing that much fight is probably ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, he uh, yeah he certainly didn't back down. And, um, you know, do I put him in the category of great fighter? Wow, you know. Again, not that I've seen all of his 47 fights. I think I've probably seen about 10 of them. And he actually didn't look that great. I mean, whatever. Like I said, it was like basically just grab the guy, tackle him, and then punch him while they're down and the refs get in there. I mean, I don't know if that makes a great fighter or not. But, I mean, for an all-star player and for the player of his caliber, um, the fact that he was even dropping the gloves is amazing. So, all right. Uh, Number seven. Hold on, I just went to minimize the screen. Uh, here we go. Number seven, uh, Jerome McGinley. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Uh, 87 fights, uh, being best known for his fights with uh, Vincent Cavalier in the playoffs, right off the open face with Rick Tockett. Um, never, unfortunately, never won a Stanley Cup, but Jerome McGinley is a figure in Calgary uh, hockey history. Yeah, I mean, I was down with a Ginla. Um, actually, I have a bunch of his on my YouTube channel, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have a bunch of his junior fights when he was in Kamloops. And, uh, yeah, great fighter. Um, again, I, no, I take that badly. Great, no. Um, he'd throw, though. Um, I believe Derek Englund was his last fight when he was playing with the LA Kings. Um, but, yeah, wouldn't back down. Uh, his fight with Le up in the playoffs was awesome. I mean, got the whole place going and the two captains throwing down. Um, had a great fight with Bill Guerin. Uh, the talking fight was really good. Yeah, man, I'm down with Aginla. I love Aginla. Uh, what a player. It's a real shame that he never won the cup. Um, you know, uh, 
Yeah, man, I'm down with Jerome McGinley for sure. Uh, number six, Scott Stevens. Well, there you go. Um, Scott Stevens, most known for his body checks, won three Stanley Cup in the New Jersey Devils, fought a lot more in his early years, but uh, certainly a force to be reckoned with when the gloves came off. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Scott Stevens, very polarizing figure. I mean, I've had, I've done the discussion about him on this show numerous times. Um, definitely fought a lot more in it, coming up with Washington and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, was he a great fighter? No, not really. He's just, again, one of those guys, just super strong. Um, you know, uh, had some good fight. Actually, another good fight on my channel with Jay Miller. That's a really good fight. I'd give him the W in that one. But he fought Probert a bunch of times, fought Brashear, fought, like, his fight card's great. Um, you know, I know Ty Domi has, doesn't like him too much. And, uh, you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, I think a lot of people have clung to, clung, cling? They cling to that, like, Domi calling him a phony and stuff. And, oh, yeah, he was a pussy. And, well, Scott Stevens wasn't a pussy, I can tell you that. At the same time, later on, and when he got into his, you know, mid to late 30s with New Jersey, um, he didn't really fight. He'd fight a couple times a year. And I guess some people have the issue with that because he was still out throwing body checks and whatever. And okay, so should he, he should not hit then? Like, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, I get it at the same time. You know, if I'm the coach, do I want my captain and first pairing D-man to be fighting Taidomi? No. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I get it. Um, at the same time, yeah, there's a couple times, yeah, you probably should have. But um, actually, you know. And then I think the, he did fight Domi a few times. I guess when they did, he really seat belted him and stuff. And, you know, and okay. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not defending that, but I'm just, this idea that Scott Stevens is a pussy is a little eye rolling. But, uh, you know, again, was he a great fighter? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, as the list goes on, I mean, I can kind of think who are the top guys. I mean, great fighters. Uh, There'd be a couple of them that I would say are great, but the majority, you know, they're just, they're, well, they're Hall of Fame players that'll stick up for themselves. So, you know, that's, that's what it comes down to. Are they number one enforcers on their team? Well, no, but I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to take this list with a little bit of, you know, I mean, I'm sure you'd name off a couple and all of a sudden people are yelling, oh, Probert, you know, well, yeah, these guys aren't beating up Probert. They're in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So, you know, so fighters for Hall of Famers, I guess. We have to keep that in mind while we're doing the list, right? Um, number five, Cam Neely. Uh, 395 goals, 79 fights. Boston Bruin legend Cam Neely. Unfortunately, his career cut short by Al Samuelson. Uh, will always be known for 50 games, 50 gold, 49 games. Yeah, I mean, um, Cam Neely, I mean, he's probably my favorite player of all time. Him and Tockett. Um, old Seabass. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, goddamn Ulf, right? Uh, you know, with the knee and everything else, but... Um, yeah, Neely, man, he was a wild fighter. And I mean, when he fought, it was wide open and left-handed and would swing from his ass. Um, and he was fighting legit pissed, right? Like it wasn't one of these, you know, good luck, bro. Let's have a good square off, off the draw. I mean, no, it was, you know, a lot of his fights obviously were heat of the battle stuff. And, uh, so yeah, he, he was in some vicious fights and, uh, you know, Neely, I know Jacques Mayotte who fought everybody and minor league legend and probably on a, on a Mount Rushmore of minor leaguers in terms of enforcers. He, and he fought everyone. He said the hardest he was ever punched was by Cam Neely. So, um, you know, take that for what that's worth. So, I mean, if Jacques Mayotte says he hit hard, you hit hard. So, uh, yeah, Cam Neely, number five, Seabass. Number four, Brendan Shanahan, 95 career fight, 656 goals, uh, 2,400 pims, 
uh, Stanley Cup winner Brendan Shanahan was one of the best to ever do it in the power forward position. Yeah, I, you know, when it comes down to actually the term power forwards, you know, he's probably the best. I mean, when you have, you know, Jesus, you know, almost 100 fights and 656 goals, I mean, okay, I mean, who, who's better than that? And again, another guy that fought everybody, I mean, you know, Robert Brashear and, and all those guys. So, I mean, and, you know, another guy that would fight, you know, pissed off and, uh, you know, would certainly get in there and swing. I mean, I love Brendan Shanahan. The story of him and Rick Five is tremendous. Like, I think when Shanahan was like 13 or 14 years old, and he asked Rick Vive for his autograph, and Vive turned him down. So then it was like five years later, Shanahan's playing in the NHL, and he lines up beside Rick Vive, who's playing for the Sabres, and then just like snaps and beats the shit out of him. Because uh, <laughs> he, re- he remembered getting shunned for the autograph. Tremendous. Um, yeah, I'm down with Shanahan. He's awesome. Um, Brendan Sh- again, I keep I hate to keep plugging my YouTube channel, but... Brendan Shanahan on the Grapevine. Really good interview. I have that. It's on my channel. Check it out. What Don Cherry back in the day. Number three, Eddie Shore. Old time hockey. Uh, when when the term old time hockey is mentioned, Eddie Shore's face appears. Uh, was probably probably be on the Mount Rushmore of, of enforcers. Old school Boston Bruin legend. Uh, would be best known for having five fights in one game against the Montreal Maroons. Um, okay, I, I don't know about, how do you get five fights in a game. I mean, he must have been after the whistle fighting everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, Eddie Shore, legendary. I mean, obviously there, I mean, there's, there's some video of him, black and white video. I don't know how many fight videos of Eddie Shore there are, but, uh, you know, legendary for his toughness. Um, Don Cherry always refers to him as the Darth Vader of hockey. Um, yeah, well, pretty much almost killed Ace Bailey with a hit from behind that pretty much, actually, I think, I want to say that actually create is that I, I want to say that's that created the All Star game actually because they did a fu- the players all got together and kind of did like a fundraising game for Ace Bailey and it was like whoever versus Toronto or something and it was like that was the beginning of the All Star game so that's what they started doing it halfway through the the year as as we know it now but uh, yeah at first it was for a fundraiser to raise money for Ace Bailey who Eddie Shore hit from behind and uh, you know fractured a skull so. But yes, Eddie Shore, there you go, number three. Number two, Clark Gillies. Oh, well, there you go. Um, the new one, Career Fights, um, was a huge member of the New York Islander dynasty, uh, along with Bob Knight from Gary Howitt. Uh, created quite the trio. Great player. Um, yeah, Clark Gillies, man. I mean, uh, you know, probably, you know, legendarily fought, came up, fought Schultz uh, in the playoffs, and... Uh, you know, had the, had the, the, the back, you know, the back and forth with Ben Wilson and, uh, old Jethro. Um, I mean, and that's the thing with Gillies. I mean, he's, he's big by like today's standards. So you put him back in the seventies, it's like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, big dude, the beard and, uh, what a, what an athlete. Um, I don't know if, if many people listening know this, but he was actually in the Houston Astros, uh, farm system. He was a, uh, an infielder with the Astros, uh, right out of, I think it was like 16 or 17. He was playing minor league baseball and then, uh, went back and played with the Regina Pats and then went on to play hockey. Um, I think I want to say, is it Bob Bourne was on the Astros farm team too? Yeah. So, I mean, basically the Islanders could have a hell of a freaking slow pitch team if they wanted to. But yeah, Gillies, man, playing basically two pro sports and, uh, you know, at a young age. And I think he probably made the right career decision as he's in the hockey hall of fame now. Unfortunately, um, passed away here, uh, earlier last year, but, uh, 
Yeah, man, Clark Gillies. Um, I mean, I've uh, not that I've been critical, but it's like you know, you have some people that would put Gillies in their in their top ten of all time, etc. Um, I always kind of get on them that you know there wasn't a lot of fights, he didn't fight enough, but uh, at the same time, when you're on the top line, you know, again, a hockey Hall of Fame, do you want this guy fighting? Um, but he certainly, uh, you know, you know, fought, you know, you know, O'Reilly and Schultz and Wilson and everyone else. So it wasn't like he was out there, you know, picking his spots. So, um, you know, kind of had a longer fuse, but when he decided to let, throw leather, he could do her. But, uh, Clark Gillies, man, there you go. Number two. Well, who's number one? Oh yeah. Gordy Howe. Um, yeah, you know, I, it, yeah, legend twenty-two. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean he fought. He, I think he's down for twenty-two career fights or twenty-four career fights. It basically works out one a year. I don't think he had any fights in the WHA. Um, the thing with Howe is I think he was more dirty. Like he was dirty with his elbows and his stick more than uh, I would think more than his pugilistic ability. Um, back in his day, though, it wasn't like they had designated enforcers and all that and. Fighting actually really wasn't all that commonplace. I think it was a lot more stick work and stuff like that. Um, there's a really good, uh, I, I've, there was a really good write up. I need to find, I gotta dig up that post. I gotta find it somewhere. Um, but a guy had, had basically had all of Gordy's fights written down and then he just basically has newspaper, like, because obviously he wasn't there, but he's, he's gone back and look, it wasn't Steve, but it, it uh, who was it now? Uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter, but he had gone back through newspapers.com and basically looked up the, the articles the next day in the paper talking about the fight from the night before. And some, some of the fights, there wasn't anything, but, um, but some of them had write-ups and they, and they talk about the, the exchange between Howe and, you know, it was Fern Flamin or whoever, uh, Howie Meeker, I know he fought him. Um, you know, and, and of course, I mean, every time you bring up Gordy Howe, obviously, fought motto, you know, everybody yells Lou and okay, um, you know, and I mean, I guess Howe's reputation was really made on that one fight, and uh, and I think ever since then it's he, it's it's always revisionist history with anything, and again with the lack of footage and everything else. I mean, there's this big, you know, you'll see the board message boards a lot of times that. You know, they're talking about Red Wings tough guys and somebody, oh, you can talk about Probert and Coaster, they're great, but they weren't Gordy. And it's like, meanwhile, the guy's saying it's like 35 years old. It's like, well, how would you know? You never saw Gordy all fight. You know, and like I said, neither did I. Again, at the same time, I, I realize the irony. I didn't either. But I mean, at least I've read the, the newspaper articles written about it the day after the fight and, uh, you know, done some research into it. And, um, you know, like I said, you depend who you ask. Uh, well, speaking of all-star games, Gordy's the only guy that threw down on an all-star game. Um, but, uh, it, is, it might, it escapes me who he fought, but I know he did fight in an all-star game. Um, but yeah, I, you know, would I have how in front of like Gillies or Shanahan or Neely or anything? No. Um, no, I wouldn't just cause he did, you know, like I said, when you fight once a year, uh, that's hard for me to put you on a great fighters list. Um, again, I granted the mindset, the time period, I, I get it. it you know, it was, if he had played in the seventies, I mean, maybe he'd have more fights or whatever, but nonetheless, not a lot of fights there, but, uh, and I, and like I said, in my personal opinion, I always think his pugilistic ability was, is greatly exaggerated, but, uh, nonetheless, there we go, folks. Uh, your, your top 10 fighters, hall of fame fighters.
I always like doing those lists. Uh, that's always fun. But uh, I should probably do a uh, do an ad read now. We got like I said, we got to keep the keep the lights on. Well, I was gonna say though, um, when it comes to I and I, this is complete. I'm I'm done with the list, folks. You can uh, you know, whatever. But um, with the sponsors, I some, some people have brought up like the DraftKings or the Raycon ads and stuff. And, you know, oh, you got to put those in there. Well, yeah, because they, they sponsor the network, and that's how we get paid. So, I mean, I, obviously, I have to have the ads in my show. Um, I, I really hope you guys take advantage of some of these deals, though. Um, you know, if you're gambling and you want to start, you know, I mean, I, you know, I know it's gambling, whatever. And, but, uh, yeah, if you're looking to, you know, football's coming up or whatever, and you want to you make some bets, I mean, yeah, sign up with DraftKings and use the promo code, and you get, you know, deposit. They'll match your deposit or whatever. I mean, that's pretty. That's a hell of a deal. So um, I would definitely look into the THPN promo code. Having said that, these Raycon earbuds, same thing. Um, yeah, I mean, all, people are always working out or jogging or at your work. You got everyone's got earbuds nowadays. Um, I, I, I'm I'm be completely honest. Like the the pair I have is great. They work great and. Um, they're, you know, they're cheap compared to some of the, some of the other ones I've seen out there. And I don't know, uh, you know, and again, you know, use the promo code THPN and, and, and get yourself, you know, Hey, 15% or whatever is a discount's a discount nowadays. I mean, take what you can get. Right. So I always like, and you know, going forward with the different, you know, I'm sure we'll have different sponsors and everything else. Seriously. I hope you guys take take advantage of the, of the discount and, and in doing that saves you some money. And then plus it helps out the network and in turn helps me out. So, um, you know, it's not just, I, Oh, as soon as I get that, I fast forward it. Well, you know, I get it, but at the same time, I hope some people out there, uh, you know, do take advantage of the, of the discount because, uh, you know, that's, that's advertising folks. That's what we got to do. So, uh, you know, what can I say? But, uh, anyway, that, that there's my uh, PSA, but, uh, uh, thanks guys for, for tuning in. But, uh, yes, I've been doing ad read here and on the other side, we'll get going here with uh, Danny's rapid fire. Yes, here we go. And now here's a word from our sponsor. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details for state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt in required. Max bet fifty dollars. Ten plus leg required for one hundred percent boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Oh here we are on the fourth live voice I got I found I found someone folks so I was going to be on the hunt for a guest. It was a real quick call. I put the message out on the on the fight group, and old Danny here was immediately replied on top of things. Danny, how you doing tonight? 
How's it going, Darren? Pleasure to uh, be on finally. And uh, hello, hello to everybody out there, all the guys on the Facebook uh, pages that uh, that you know I, I correspond with frequently. Absolutely. Well, uh, this is certainly this is your first, but I, I'm hoping yeah. you're not your last because I have some projects no, no. that I want to get you involved in. So, because yeah. I know you're a long time right. fan. How long have you been a hockey fan for? Hockey fan. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm forty. I'm forty three. Uh, I probably started watching regularly in the, the late eighties. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you and I are pretty well the same age. So it's like, yeah. So we're kind of in that same late eighties, nineties. Uh, yep. Yep. So yeah. yeah. So I bought my first uh, my first hockey fight tape um, in 1992, back when uh, the hockey the hockey news used to advertise <laughs> in the in the fights. Um, I was like, oh my god, I'll buy a buy a hockey fight tape. This is great. Yeah, because before that, you thought you were the only one, right? You, yeah, yeah I, I was. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, it was this like weird, uh, this weird, you know, obsession. I, you know, just like, oh my god, I love the fighting and the hockey. And you know, when when late eighties, early nineties, when we were watching, it was you know, you could probably argue that that was its heyday. So oh, yeah. you know, we were lucky, right? Yeah, coming up and watching it. What was the tape? What was the first tape that you bought? It, it was called uh, "Greatest Hockey Fights," and it had a number, maybe three or four, or something like that. And um, they used to list. Um, I had, there was like a pamphlet, and it would list. The, you know, the guy who would sell them would have like a list of all the fights on each page. So whatever it was, twenty dollars. I'm like, I only, you know, I'm twelve years old. I only, I'm only going to buy one. Yeah, and uh, you know, I. And the page, and it had, uh, you know, it had Domi and Probert, um, the first fight. I'm like, okay. It had a couple of Kosa fights. You know, I'm in Japan, and, and I wanted to see all that stuff. And it, it, it was a great fight tape. I mean, it did, you know, if, if you want to compare it to, like, uh, ratings on Drop Your Gloves, you know, they were all, like, um, you know, sevens, sevens yeah. and above in terms of excitement. So it was a great tape. I, I don't know where the hell it is now, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, 30 years later, but uh, it was a great tape, and you know, I'll, I'll see some fights on YouTube every every now and again. I'd be like, oh, I had that on tape. Yeah, um, the tape that I bought. That was the first. Yeah, that was the first. Then I bought, then I bought um, individual DVDs of, of of guys. You know, Probert and uh, Koser, and you know, early early 90s Rangers fights, things like that. And again, I don't know where the hell they are either. <laughs> well, thank God, like we you said, though, right? Thank, yeah, exactly. Thank God for YouTube. So. Yeah. Well, you said you're a Ranger guy. Do you make it out to a lot of games? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I not not much, you know, recently. Uh, but you know, when I was in my my you know late teenage years and twenties, uh, I, I got to you know a few games a, a season. Absolutely, you know, things things are different now. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, being a dad, having a young family, you know, career and everything. But uh, you know, my, I'm thinking, uh, you know, my son. Uh, I'll, start taking him to games uh, this next coming season he'll he'll be turning uh four years old i think that's that's about the age i could try to drag him to uh madison square garden you know yeah msg so. yeah there you go world famous arena yeah. yeah 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 i know you got you got a you got a ranger fan on sorry sorry guys who hate the rangers <laughs> who hate the rangers i don't know right probably talking to all the uh mostly canadian guys no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think though. I think I. Ah, who was it? I think I had a Ranger guy on here already. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. 
Yeah, okay. there were a bunch of us on the oldhockeyfights.com uh, uh, site. You know, you had, uh, I think, Big Jack was a Ranger fan. Um, the guy, Chrissy Y2J, I think he's like a Sabres and a Ranger fan. He is a Sabres uh, fan. Chris, yeah. uh, Dan Sawiak, is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Something like that, right? Great guy. He knows what he's talking about. I, I love, uh, you know, chatting with him. Uh, about we're, we're usually on the same page, except for the uh, Brad May Troy Millette stuff. <laughs> you know, if he's listening, he'll know what I'm talking about. Oh, he's listening! Wow, and you know uh, what? Hey, what's up, Chris? Did, did you see his Facebook uh, page today? Have you seen it? No, I, you oh. know when I get onto Facebook, I, I, I scroll through for about ninety seconds, and then you know it might be six hours. Uh, yeah, you know, but luckily, all the all the hockey fight stuff pops up on my feed first, so that's, well, that's fine. Get this one though. <laughs> So, Chris, well, Chris will have plenty of time to listen, because this morning, okay. apparently going by Facebook, I'm reading this thing, there's a picture of him in a sling, oh, he was doing some Fred Astaire oh. shit in the shower, and down he went, busted his oh, tailbone, man. busted his wrist. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, I'm sorry. That's well, terrible. He's probably getting all excited about the Domi Ray feud that he likes to talk about so much, and down he yeah. went, and next thing oh. you know, he's he's looking How at the lights. He's falling in the shower, what is he? 70 years old. That's what I mean. Yeah. Would you get have to get him one of them lifts or something? Holy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Chris, if you're listening out, well, I know you're listening out there. Stop dancing in the shower. We're going to get you some adhesive ducks or something to put on your thing on we'll the bottom a, of your we'll tub. You, we'll build you a ramp. We'll build you a ramp and, a, yeah. you know, well, uh, you know, handy, uh, you know, those, those handicap uh, things that you could put on the walls. Yeah. Right? The bars. The grips. Yeah. yeah Either that or we'll just put you out in the backyard and we'll hose you off. Maybe that's what we'll do. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, well, seriously, though, Chris, that sucks. I, I hope you're all right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, shit, I should phone him. I'll, I'll let the I'll let the pain meds uh, kick in first, though. I'll phone him in a couple of days. I'll, I'll have a captive audience. He won't be able to yeah, go anywhere. I'll yeah, do... let him get his prescription. Hopefully, uh, yeah. I can still around. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's all to come by now. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put on a 2022 Sabres fight tape. That'll put them out. Yeah. 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 It'll <laughs> take them 10 minutes to watch. Yeah, exactly. I can't talk either. The Rangers fucking don't fight either. So. Well, uh, I think that's a general theme across the league. Yeah. So I think that's. Uh, yep. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about the vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Metallica or Kiss on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit. I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in the Raycon wireless earbuds. So much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm or some guided meditation. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're at the gym working out or, uh, you know, when I'm at work, you know, you're in and out of the truck, so you like miss the tunes or your, your favorite part of the song's coming up, so you want to stay in the truck. Um, yeah, just put the headphones on and, uh, the earbuds and away you go and like they, they, they sit in your ear perfect and, uh, yeah, you don't miss a, a single, uh, guitar riff from the old hair metal days. Uh, <laughs> I'm dating myself here with some skid, with a skid row reference. How's that one for you? Um, so let me tell you now, Raycon's the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between three customized sound profiles, noise isolation, awareness mode. Uh, Raycon has 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. Um, they come with custom gel tips for the most comfort earbud in-ear fit. 
Um, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. Uh, and Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. So create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Fourth line voice listeners, you can get 15% off the Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Again, one last time, buyraycon.com slash THPN. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I'm going to get you into the rapid fire course. So we'll go talk, we'll yeah. talk about some good shit here right away. So. All right, so, and well, and I talked, leading up to this, folks, I was talking to Danny here, and he tells me, he's like, well, I don't know what you're doing here, I've never, I haven't heard any of these rapid fire stuff, so I'm going to hit him with some all new, well, it might be for some of the listeners, it's not new to you, but for Danny, it's new to him, so we're going to, yeah, well, see, here we go, so, well, so are you ready? Yeah. All right, well, we'll yeah, okay. No, I'm not cheating either. I have no computer or nothing. This is all off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't know if it's going like, to be like a quiz or something. No, no, I'm not going to ask. No, there won't be any uh, math questions or anything like that. We're, <laughs> it's just straight straight old school hockey here. Uh, well, right. I'll, I'll throw a softball one at you here first for question number right. one. Favorite all-time enforcer? Joey Cosa. Joey, yeah. Good old Saskatchewan boy. Yeah. How, yeah. Wow, there you go, being a Ranger guy. How pumped were you when he came over from Detroit? Yeah, that was that was right around when I was uh, getting into the Rangers. Um, so that was the 90-91 season. So I was 10, 10 years old, 11 yeah. years old. But I was into it. Um, yeah. I remember, uh, you know, I didn't even really know who he was, though, to be honest with you. Because, you know, um it was. I didn't really know much about the Red Wings yet at that point. You know, it wasn't. This is 1990, 91. Yeah. So you don't have the internet and stuff. Uh, but I knew the name. I, I would look. I always would look at the box scores in, in the newspapers, and I would look at the fighting box. You know, I, I would become acquainted with the fighters just just from looking. And I would look at not just Rangers, Islanders, and Devils and stuff. I, I looked at every NHL box score to become acquainted i would read almanacs too i mean I, you know I'd, i i would I, I loved looking at like the penalty minutes for uh, almanacs and things like that but i knew who he was i i, I remember i thought his uh spelling of his name was like c-o-c-u-o-r or something like that like cocor right you know i didn't i remember reading his name but not actually hearing it but then of course um you know when he came to the rangers and teamed up with ty domi for a couple of years you know, King and all those guys that ranges were pretty tough back then. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was awesome. You know, probably, I probably liked Ty Domi and Chris King a little bit more at that time. Um, but they freaking, you know, I talk about this in every fucking forum, YouTube, everywhere. It, it, I can't believe they traded Domi and King, you know, only a year or two into that trio. And, uh, then I was, you know, he would, Kosa was the only one left. So until Langdon came, so, Kosa was my man from from there on in. Yeah, well, I'm, it's funny, like with Kosa, like I always say, I, I always felt like when he got to New York, that's kind of really like. I mean, obviously, he had been in the league, what he'd been in the league for six, seven years at that point, you yeah. know, and he had established himself and all that. I mean, it wasn't like he was coming to New York and it's, no one knew who he was, but it was just like I always felt like he kind of came into his own in New York. Like I think he got out of okay. Probert's shadow, yeah, I mean, and and he was the man, right? Yeah, I mean, most you know, most people will will say that his Detroit days were 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 better. 
Um, I mean, mm. you know, I can't, I can't argue with that. I mean, he, he, you know, that's where he established himself. He, he would fight 25, 30 times a year, his first five years with the Bruce brothers, you know, Probert Bruce brothers. And then, and then I think he, you know, he was already pretty injured by the time he got to the Rangers. That's probably why Detroit was willing to deal him, I think, because they, his hand was messed up and they had Proby, they had, you know, McKay, I think, I think the Rangers traded, uh, Dennis Vial for him, uh, Vial and, uh, somebody else. Um, I think it was like pear, pear juice, maybe, uh, just some, some defenseman. Uh, but I think it was, I think it was Vial and listen, look at Vial's career. You know, yeah. I mean, he, he was an up and coming guy. I guess the Red Wings thought they saw enough of, uh, of Koser with, with his hand injury and stuff. And, figured he was going to start um, declining, at, you know, his activity at least. Um, and he did. He only fought about, you know, 10, 15 times as a, a year as a Ranger. Um, you know, probably cut his cut his uh, activity in half. But, um, you know, he, was, he didn't need to. He was like a Dave Brown. You know, Dave Brown fought 10 times a year, you know, um, from probably, you know, 89, 90 on, right? I mean, these guys... Yep. Guys killed people for five years, and then, you know, the word was out. It was like, don't fuck with Dave Brown, don't fuck with Joey Costa. Probert was the guy that everybody, you know, well, we got to go, we got to go see Probert if we want to make a name for ourselves, right? So, yeah. you know, he had no choice because they they had to go to him. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think anybody wanted to go to Brown or Costa, if that makes any sense. But that's just the way it was for for whatever reason. I mean, if you get somebody like Billy Hewitt or uh, Hartman on, you know, guys I know who follow the uh, you know, follow the, the the sites and the pages and are active as much as they can be. They may be able to deep uh, dive a little bit deeper than what I'm talking about because they did it. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, absolutely. Well, of course, we got to go on the other hand. Yeah. Uh, who's your most hated enforcer? Uh, two guys right off the top of my head. Two images. Um, Nick Vakoda. And uh, Donald Brashear, so probably a tie between Vakoda and Brashear. Um, you know that both, both hated them equally. I respect them now. You know, yeah. Oh yeah. Vakoda in the '90s. I hated Brashear 20 years ago when he, you know, was was beating up every every range every ranger they threw at him. You know, and basically was the single handedly con, con, you know ended Sandy McCarthy's career. You know, um, uh, with that uh, preseason fight, and uh, you know, and I didn't like his antics. I mean, you know, I don't hate anybody now, but you know, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, what do you? Well, what did you think when he showed up in New York? I was excited. Um, I, I, I had a hard time figuring out why the Rangers uh, basically, you know, they let Colton Orr walk that off season and then brought in Bashir. I guess, you know, they saw, I mean, Colton is awesome, but let's face it. Every time he fought Bashir, he lost, you know, yeah. and I think that was, that was Glenn Sather. Um, just being like, uh, you know, chomping on a cigar going, well, fucking Colton loses, loses the Bashir every time, you know, eight times, three times a year over the last four years. <laughs> Let's let's go let's go get the upgrade in Brashear, even though he was like 38 years old. Um, so I was excited, you know, when they got Brashear, and um, he 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 played hard, he fought hard, you know, and uh, but he was getting older, and um, 
I guess he just wasn't a fit with Tortorella uh, that that season. Uh, for whatever reason, he was slowing down skating. The Rangers were trying to compete also, not just win fights. And um, I, I guess they ended up, I'm trying to remember who else was you know, was a fighter on that on those Ranger teams. I think Aaron Voros, uh, Avery was on those teams. And, uh, you know, a couple of, couple of middleweight defensemen, maybe like Paul Marr or somebody like that. Um, so I guess, you know, Tortorella ran out of patience for, for, for Bershier and ended up scratching them. And then, you know, I think he just kind of slowly faded away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was two. Uh, number three, who's somebody that you've done a complete 180 on? Um, you know what? I, I, maybe Bershier. Um, yeah. you know, cause, cause, uh, again, you know, with the old hockey fight, dot com forums uh you know i i i just i I feel like there was so many flyers fans on those sites and it was always you know they were just giving examples left and right to 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 us ranger fans of 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 flyers beating up rangers and it just got so fucking aggravating you know yeah (laughs) and i was like you know what yeah maybe but she has one in the fights but he's huggy bear he's noogies and he's this and that and everything and it's I, I was putting blinders on in, in, in my assessment of him, um, but then as as years the years went on, I'm like, you know what, this guy he 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 threw short punches, you know, he didn't have a big wind up, and you know if you, if you look at like martial arts and stuff, you know they they don't wind up and throw Hulk Hogan punches, you know they're, they're throwing short accurate punches, and, and that's what Brashear was doing, and um, so. You know, I might have disliked him because he beat up a lot of Rangers 20 years ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as as time went on and I saw more of his fights on, you know, when you could sit and watch on YouTube on your phone and stuff, I'm like, you know what, he, the guy was just a fucking great fighter. He was a beast. He was big, strong. He was fast. He was tough. I mean, he had these moments where, you know, I, I believe he bailed a few times in a few big spots. But the guy... He, he he fought on his terms, and uh, he was gonna pump that left. You know, he was gonna well before he pumped the left. He was gonna grab you. He was gonna jostle you back and forth, off balance, pull you forward. Now you're on your toes, leaning up on your skates, and before you know it, you're trying to get your bearings. And he's got six lefts in your jaw at, at that point. Yep. You know, and um, that's his style, and it was effective. So it was uh, yep. Donald Brashear. I uh, I could. You know, I, I did a 180 on it, I'd say. There you go. All right. Number four, best fight you've seen live? Ooh. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to say um, Colton Orr versus Eric Goddard at the Coliseum, the Nassau Coliseum, um, 2006 maybe, 05, 06. They were uh, – they had a really good rivalry, yep. um, as you know. And, uh, you know, when it was Orr on the Rangers and, and Goddard or still on the Islanders, I mean, they just would go back and forth, literally, like, TKOing each other. Um, so the, that yeah, that was at center ice. I feel like it was early in the game. And it was, uh, you know, Orr, Orr TKOing Goddard, you know, bad. Uh that was a pretty. That was a pretty damn, damn good fight. Um, I was very pumped up to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan of both those guys. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably the best fight I saw live. I would say. Although I was at the game, I, I I've mentioned this in the, on on Facebook. I, I was at the um, the uh, Vandenbush Kiprios uh, game. Yeah. I, I, but I didn't. That that fight happened earlier in the game. I got there late. Um, I got there maybe in the second period. I think that fight was in the first period. So I was at that game, and there were other fights. I think. Uh, oh. I think um, Cairns fought somebody. I feel like Mike Peluso was on the ring. It was a preseason game. I feel like Mike Peluso was on the Rangers that game. Yeah, he played like three games uh, in the preseason in like '97 or '96, whenever whatever year that was. Um, but yeah, I was at that game, but I missed I missed the uh, the Kiprios uh, Van der Bush fight by uh, like 20 minutes. Yeah, that was vicious. Yeah, that. Uh... Oof. Yeah, that's a yeah. You watch that fight. That's a pretty sickening fight, actually. When they zoom in oh, on Kiprios' face, and just, yeah, nobody wants to see that. No, no. Um, uh, oh, I've lost my play. Oh, that was four. Okay, number five. Um, what's a dream matchup for you? Never happened, but you always wanted to say it could be anybody. Yeah, it could be yeah. anybody. Um, yeah, I mean, the first one that comes to mind is is you know, and you and you do them. You know, you you put a lot of them up. Uh, you know, Kosa versus Brown. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's what came right right into my mind. I mean, who the hell wouldn't want to see that? Yeah. Um, they were both pretty prime for most of their careers. Neither of them had a big drop off. Uh, you know, Brownie. You know, maybe after he left the Flyers with San Jose, you know, well, certainly wasn't the same. But you know, whatever we'll say, prime versus prime. But yeah, that'd uh, be Kosa versus Brown. That would that would be a pretty interesting matchup. But we know it. You know, we we know with their connections, it, it would never happen. Yeah, yeah. I was I, man. That's always what I wish here being in Saskatoon. I wish there was Saskatoon blade footage of Coaster and Brown. And that's uh, where they. That's where they. Yeah, they played together on the blades here. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, man. But that'd be wow. I've never seen that. I've I've seen like one brief clip of like Coaster dropping a guy in Saskatoon. But yeah, I've never seen Dave Brown. I don't even know if I've no, ever seen a picture of him in a blades uniform. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, come to think of it, I don't, I don't see anything. I, I don't ever remember seeing Dave Brown fights, you know, no, before wish. the NHL. You know, you see like Baumgartner fights a lot, and yeah, some Domi ones pop up, and like Langdon and stuff. But uh, yeah, no, uh, no Dave Brown. I mean, it was probably just harder to come by back then. Yeah, you know, he was already he was already in the NHL by '84, right? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, Coaster Brown. Yeah, that'd be. I never. I've never even thought of that yeah. one. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's a hell of an oh, answer. Really? That's oh, really I good. A lot of people talk about that. Yeah, okay. thanks. Um, <laughs> number six. Uh, just uh, yeah. Overrated. Who's the most overrated enforcer? Who's the most overrated? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I look at things differently now. I don't think anybody's overrated. I mean, a lot of people are going to turn around and say Nick Fatiu is overrated. <laughs> um, I've a, had four. A, the, I've had four guys on here say Fatio. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not in that camp. I think the guy. I mean, you know what? I guess you could say he was overrated just because he what did he have 50 total fights in his career. Um, but then again, Clark Gillies didn't fight that much either, and you know he he. I think Fatio was 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 a hair tougher than Gillies, or a better fighter, or however whatever term you want to use. Um, I know guys say Fatio. I don't consider him overrated. He's in my top uh, 
probably top 10 if, if I had, you know, when I make a top 10 list, top 25 list. He's, he's definitely in the top 25. Probably, usually I'll, I would have him in my top 10. Um, yeah, I can't really, I can't really think of an overrated guy. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I have, I just have so much respect for all of them. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stumped. I'm stumped with that one, Darren. No, I'm, I'm saying you said Fatio. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Well, you, but well, we're you know gonna... what? I'm going to change my answer. Darren Langdon. Darren Langdon is the most overrated enforcer. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I, you know, I always said this. This is my theory on Darren Langdon, and I watched his his whole career, and I loved him, and I still do. But it was like if if the Rangers were getting pushed around, right? Yeah. And they they tap Darren Langdon on the shoulder. What is he going to go do? Is he going to go kick some ass, or is he going to go tie somebody up and 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 ha- you know and and make sure he doesn't get hit? And he's going to throw his little his little nuggies. That that's he's overrated to me. I, I you know very rarely did I see him go out and kick somebody's ass, you know, to send a message. You know, it was like, all right, we're sending, we're gonna we're gonna sit, we're gonna even things up. We're gonna send a message by having Darren Langdon just grab you, you know, and hold on to you. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna say Darren Langdon most overrated. All right, all right. Well, yeah. okay. And like yeah, you said, I know, I know. on the other hand, who's the most underrated? Uh, underrated? Okay, I, I can answer this better. Um, you know, I think uh, I mentioned it before, Dennis Vial. Um, yeah. Rudy Pocek. Rudy Pocek, Dennis Vial. Um, I feel like Paul Laws doesn't get uh, as much credit as he should. Um, the real, the real diehards will we'll, we'll talk about Paul Laws, um, but I, I feel like you know the more common guys don't. I would say those three. Yeah. Law, Laws, Pocek, and, and Vial. Great answers. And Billy Hewitt. Bill, Bill Hewitt, uh, you know the problem yeah. with Bill Hewitt is, is is that you know he just he just didn't have longevity. You know? yeah. I mean, if, he, if he played, you know, another hundred or two hundred games, we, you know, we we we'd be talking a different tune. Um, you know, and I I've talked to him like in emails and stuff, and, and he's a great guy. And, and, you know, just, and Mike Hartman too, and, and I know they're both pretty active. Yeah. Uh, you know, on your site and stuff, and uh, they're cool. Um, so Bill, Billy Hewitt's underrated too, but unfortunately, you know. A lot of us use the criteria of, of longevity and activity, right? So, yep. um, you know, not, not to his fault, you know, it's not his fault that he didn't get into as many games as he would have liked to have, right? But, um, yeah, I'll stick with Vial, Pocek, and, and, and Laws. Those, those are good answers, man. Those are good ones. Um, oh, thank you. Well, <clears throat> well, just, we'll just, you know, we'll go back to the Rangers here. Who are the top three Ranger enforcers of all time? Um, Joey Kosa, Nick Fatiu, Ty Domi. There you go. All right. That's it. That's that. That's what it is. And and I I, I don't want to see a Langdon in there. I don't want to see a Graves in there. You know, it, it's from from the Fairweather fans. That's the top three. You know, but you know, Domi was Domi. Domi played three seasons with the Rangers. He qualifies, and and he made a name for himself as with the Rangers. So he's. He's a Ranger forever. I know he's a, played in Toronto most of his career, but he he really revved up the fan base here during uh, the early '90s, and uh, we always remember him. And uh, he's he's number three, close to number one, the TU two. 
Domi 3. When Domi Fever was sweeping the Rangers in New York, did you ever get the, if you touch me, you go me because I'm Ty Domi? Did you ever get one of those t-shirts? No, I, I, I didn't uh, even know they, well, he they was, had that. That was funny because when he was on Don Cherry's Grapevine show that they used to do on TSN up here, he was still playing oh, for the Rangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was still playing for the Rangers at the time. And he says, oh, yeah, there's a guy in New York selling my shirts and it's got my face on it. It says, if you touch me, you go me because I'm Ty Domi. I was always, always, I'm like, that'd be like the greatest shirt ever. And I, yeah, I'm I, disappointed like to, uh, you don't have one. No, I never even heard of it. Uh, but I'd like to see that episode, though, if somebody could dig that up. Because I, I feel like Don Cherry hated uh, Domi when he was on the Rangers. Only when he became a Maple Leaf that he thought to like him. Oh, oh know, shit. He liked him when he was in the Ontario League because he talks about him when he played in Peterborough. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, so I, have the, I have that episode. I'll, 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 bad, uh, rap. Well, I'll put I'll put the I'll put that episode up on YouTube. I have it on tape, so I'll put it up here. Okay. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, well, is he with the or he had just gotten traded? I think it was the summer he had gotten traded because he talks about Ice Time or whatever, Neil Smith and all that. Oh, stuff. all right. Then I then I think I saw that one. Then yeah, so yeah. that was still probably yeah, that was probably ninety three. I think I think I went through. Yeah, did you post that recently? I, I think I watched parts of that. Yeah, I think but I, some... I, I missed the part where he talked about the shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, we, yeah. Somebody put a link up. Yeah, somebody put it up. Because I rewatched it, yeah. that's why it was. It that's why that was in my head when you said it. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Well, we got the top three. So, question nine. I hey, I gotta ask right now. Uh-huh. Well, and I know you're kind of you're you're trying to be Teflon here, but I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who's the worst <laughs> Ranger enforcer of all time? Oh, uh, uh, Aaron Voros, uh, Jay Caulfield. Um, Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. Caulfield played for the Rangers. That's yeah, right. yeah. No, you know the Rangers have had a lot of big names in, in, in their on their roster over the years. Um, not that Aaron Voros is a big name. I hope he's not listening. But um, Voros, Caulfield, uh, they had McKenna for a couple of years, but he wasn't he wasn't their number one. He was he was he was number two because they had McCarthy and McKenna. Um, I, I guess Caulfield and Voros. Voros was 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 a terrible fighter. I mean, it was just something he just shouldn't have been doing. I mean, he tried and he played hard, but I, I mean, he just yeah, he I think completely turned his face away and just punched off angle. You know, just like hoping to hit his target. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, what? Why did? Why is Brashear not in? Why is Brashear not fighting? <laughs> Yeah, I think Voros was one of those guys that when he was coming up, I don't think he was. I think he was just kind of put into the role. Yeah, and it was one of those like, like if I'm going to stick it in the league, this is what I got to do. Yeah, so. yeah. And listen, the guy's getting punched in the face for that. I get it. You know, and who the hell wants to get hit? Yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was embarrassing watching him carry the load here and there with the Rangers in like whatever year that was. Oh nine, oh eight. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, he's he was he'd be definitely a better wingman than he would be a number one. That's for sure. But yes. Um, well, final question here. Well, and you don't know this because I'm obviously the other part of the episode. But the, my part of the first part of this episode is uh, I'm ta- I have a top ten list, and it's the top ten fighters in the Hockey Hall of Fame. So okay, I thought yeah, I thought I saw something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you got more, but I didn't. Uh... You know, so you got Neely and again, and Lindros and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm going to say if we're going to make, we're, we're like Cooperstown, but we're going to do it 
we're I don't know we're going to build an enforcer hockey hall of fame. We're going to build an enforcer hall of fame. Oh, that'd be great. We should. I, yeah, think, I think we should. If we need yeah. somebody who we need someone rich to back us here. I don't know. We'll we'll figure yeah, something I mean, out. If you get if you get twenty thirty guys to pony up a few thousand each, that's a yeah. start. You know. Well, I where, mean, uh, well, where do you put it though? That's the thing. Like, oh, is that the question? Where, where well, the, go? no, but I'm just where you, you know, because you got the guys in Philly saying it should be in Philly. You know, they're they're going to be yeah, pushing for that. Yeah, yeah. And as a cool. as a Canadian, I'm thinking it's got to be in Canada somewhere. So I mean, right. this yeah, I don't know. Right. Maybe we'll have to put it on the border. Maybe we'll have to put it like on that Detroit Windsor border, maybe or something. I don't know, but yeah, I think that's that would be fair. Yeah, because I mean, Probert and Domi were both. Both from Windsor, right, and, and other guys, um, and I'm surprised. You know, I would always look at that and like, uh, in, you know, looking at their cards or whatever. It was like Ty Domi, born whatever, uh, Windsor, Ontario. Bob Prover, born whatever, Windsor, Ontario. These guys were from the same town, you know, yeah. and, and they <laughs> had the biggest rivalry. Um, and actually, on that note, um, I was listening to uh, the Knuckles Nylon podcast he had a great one with jay miller on um that's not like a competitor or anything right i mean that's something you'd like to hear about <laughs> no, I, no i can tell you i'm in not i'm in no way in competition with chris nyland that's for okay. sure all right yeah i, I, just double check. I listen to uh, it too so i know what you're talking about yeah oh okay good yeah so the one with jay miller a few weeks whenever it was um was was awesome i you know i was in a lot of traffic driving to work and uh i um I got to listen to the whole fucking thing. And, um, you know, it, I didn't realize, like, N- Nylon and Miller, who had a great rivalry in the 80s, were also both from, you know, they were near each other. Um, they weren't from the same exact town in Massachusetts, but they they were near each other. And uh, I thought that was cool. You know, that was that was enlightening to hear. I, I didn't know about, I didn't know that until they, they mentioned it. But that was, that was a great, that was a great episode. Yeah, a couple of locals fighting in Madison Square Garden. There you go. Or yeah. in uh, Boston yeah. Garden, pardon me. Yeah, the Boston Garden. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, if, so if we're going to have our hockey hall or enforcer Hall of Fame, who are who are your first three inductions? Ah, uh, you know the consensus. What, what, you know that everybody, everybody whose opinions we respect, um, the top three, which is which is Probert, Wilson, and Brown, uh, or Probert, Brown, Wilson. You know, um, but Probert always at the top. I mean. Could make a case for any combination of that. Um, I wouldn't argue with them, but you know, Talbert during his run with the Red Wings, uh, all those years, the the influence, the the just the the sheer amount of people that you know, every single guy's like, I gotta go. You know, I'm making a name for myself. I just got called up. I gotta go fight. I gotta fight Probert. Probert, can you can you do me a favor? Can we fight? You know, can, you know, and Probert's got to be number one. I know he didn't, uh, you know, fight as well as he did in Chicago, as, as he did in Detroit, but whatever. Um, yeah, the, those are the top three, just just like any of us who know what we're talking about. That's all, that's the that's the consensus, not one, two, three, Probert Brown Wilson, or Probert Wilson Brown, however you want to put it. Well, there you go, folks. Well, the first three inductions. Well, there we go. Uh, on the, In the, uh, the induction committee, that's what we're going with. You know, I, that, that's, that's pretty good. That's that, that's a pretty strong first draft, first uh, first class, I would say. But uh, yeah, I would say this is a, a a real strong effort for your first outing here on the show. I want I appreciate oh. you coming on, man. Wow, thanks, thanks. That's that's nice to hear. Believe it or not, Darren. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know that was 
that that that's all we wanted back you know 15 20 years ago on the old uh hockeyfight.com boards was, was credibility right yeah. i mean that you wanted to be accepted by uh you know big jack and 2510 game misconduct game misconduct yeah yeah there's right, a, right? That was the same. What, what hey what was your name on those boards what was your name on those boards i was i was closer for life uh, oh you were that asshole oh that that was you <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, those were. I was going for closer twenty six, and um, it was taken. And lo, lo and behold, I, I I knew the guy. Um, I found out many years later that 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 I that I we ended up knowing each other. Uh, his, his name is uh, Bill Huben, and he was you know close to twenty six, and and we became friends on Facebook. Hadn't seen each other in decades, and, and uh, it just came up. And we were talking about the Rangers, and then talking about fighting. And, Hockey fights. Oh, what was your screen name? I was close to twenty six. I'm like, I was close for life. Oh, holy shit! I tried to take your name, but you took it already. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, yes, that that I'm. Uh, that's nice to hear because that's that's you know it's a it's a hobby. It's a weird hobby. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I just told my wife, uh, hey, uh, I'm gonna go in the garage and go on a podcast. She's like, oh yeah. I'm like, she's like, what kind of podcast? I'm like, well, you know the uh, you know the hockey fights uh, forums podcast and. Just rolled her eyes and laughed. <laughs> well, my my, my wife. Not like I said, I was going to the garage to go talk to some other uh, woman, uh, my my side piece or anything. Like yeah. <laughs> well, know, after she listens, if she listens to this show, she might wish you were in the garage talking to a side piece. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Matt. Well, I'll let you go because I know it's late there, but I oh. really appreciate you coming on, and it, we'll definitely my do this again. Down. Thank you. Yeah, without a doubt. No, we've been meaning to do it. And, and, yeah, I mean, you, you you have a tremendous amount of you know guests and other people that are on, but I, I would certainly love to do it again, without a doubt. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Darren. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. Thank you for doing it. Yeah, thank you. Have a, have a, have a great uh, night and a great uh, rest of your summer. Or is it already snowing up in uh, Canada in August? Oh, not yet. Not yet. We got a couple <laughs> more. We got a couple more months. Usually about uh, late October. Yeah, then it, then it'll start up. You know, if you're gonna wear a Halloween oh, costume, that's what we always say with kid, kids when they're when in Saskatchewan when you're making your Halloween costume. It's what costume can you wear that works with a winter jacket? Because Jesus that's Christ. because that's what's gonna happen. That's awesome, I gotta come visit there one day. That's well, incredible. I, you sure. you just worry about getting across the border. Never mind getting to Saskatchewan. <laughs> we'll you never know. We, we'll see, but. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm overdue for a trip to Toronto or, or Montreal at least uh, a long time. Def, definitely one of those. Montreal is a cool town. I'll probably, you know, that's that's borders New York. You know, it's, yeah, uh, it's only about four or five hours away from us. So uh, yeah, Montreal. I'll try soon, and then I'll take the uh, 172 hour drive west to uh, long, Saskatchewan. <laughs> long ways. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good right, night. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah look to uh, listen to this uh, soon. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Thanks, Darren. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 